Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today is day 43 of our Bible in the Year Challenge. I am still your host, Igumo Ena Michelle, and I am so, so excited to have you on here today. So today we'll be um, looking at the specifics that God gave to Moses and to the Israelites in order to build the place of worship and also the instruments they were to use to worship and this kind of reminds me of when god was given noah um the instructions as well to build the ark like when you read exodus 25 and 26 that is our chapter for today from the book of exodus it's it's very detailed down to the type of material down to the length the breadth the width the height down to the color down to the kind of shapes that are to be designed on it and when we see this most times i mean if you're anything like me i did ask like are these things even necessary like are they really necessary like does it have to be this type of wood like why was god so intentional about the kind of material about everything like would he have made any difference if another kind of wood was used and the answer to that question is the fact that God is who he is. He is very intricate and very specific. And that is why when we are coming in contact with God, when we um, have decided that we want a relationship with him and we want to build that, we want to work on that, we have to understand that it is not up to us anymore to determine the boundaries or to determine what guides the relationship god is the one in charge and so whatever he says goes and god is a very intentional god if you've not learned that by now if anything i think that's one of the things that we should have known about god now if you've been with us on this journey is that he is very detailed and very specific and we can see that in everything that he has created we can see that in ourselves we can see that in how our body works in I mean, one of the reasons why people hate biology is because it's too broad, too detailed. Like, And the thing is that every single thing that happens, those detailed processes, like how we can get to hear sounds or how we get to see things or how we get to feel our nervous system, how our digestive system works. Like When you see it in detail, it is so broad with so many grammars, so many big names. But then you now realize that these things happen within a millisecond every single day, every single month, every single year that we get to be alive. And it's also detailed. Like God is into the details. And if we're going to be worshiping him, if we're going to be serving him as we ought to, we should be ready to do that in detail. That's just number one. Number two, like I said earlier, we're going to be drawing comparisons between um, the instructions God gave the Israelites in the Old Covenant and what we do now in the New Covenant. So when we read Exodus, um, there were instructions concerning um, the offerings for the sacred tent and how it should be built, um, the covenant box, the table for the bread offering, and then finally the lampstand. So the sacred tent so there was a there's a place or there was a place named the holy place and then there is a place named the holy of holies there are two different places 
but they're right after each other and one and they're both separated by a curtain or a linen and you would remember that when Jesus died on the cross that linen was or that curtain was torn in two from top to bottom and that kind of signified not that it wasn't holy anymore not that it wasn't or it didn't carry the same weight it carried in those days like in those days you dare not you dare not go into the holy of holies you would be struck dead right immediately in those days you dare not i mean there was even an instance where when they were transporting, I mean, we'll see that later on, not now, but when, let me just give you a quick spoiler, when they were transporting the Ark of the Covenant, it was about to fall, and then somebody, like, tried to support it, so that it doesn't fall to the ground, and we were told that the person was struck dead right immediately, that was how, or that is, even how holy it is, but that was how, um, separated, that was how wide the gap was between God and his people in the old covenant. But with Jesus' death, that that did not reduce the holiness, but it kind of made it easier. It made it more accessible for us to come to God. And now we can approach God every single time in the Blessed Sacrament. We can approach God in prayer. We can approach God during the Mass and speak to him one-on-one without fear of being struck dead. And that for me is grace. That is that is mercy in its full form. That is God finally removing every obstacle that separated us from him before. And then we go to the covenant box. The covenant box, or the, sorry, I think the Ark of the Covenant. Abby, yes, no. The, oh, the, co- the covenant box. <laughs> or the Ark of the Covenant. So anyways, this was where the commandments would be placed, also the rod that Moses used to divide the um, Red Sea into two was also placed in this box. And the, I think one thing I would advise that while we're reading this, it's kind of very easy to get distracted and like not to be able to imagine what it looks like because there are so many specifics here. So I would encourage that you kind of Google it, do a quick Google search on how these things actually looked. And then when you see them, I think you can get to connect more with how they were made and how they actually looked like. That would probably help with you understanding it more. So anyways, the covenant box was this box, gold, top to bottom, in and out, with rods from the two sides. And you have the two cherubims on top on the mercy seat and God kind of spoke to Moses to the priest from up there the covenant box um, signified or showed God's presence with the Israelites as we will see uh, moving forward every single time that the covenant box went with the Israelites to war they won and the one time that it was captured they lost that is where you have Eli and his sons dying it's a whole new story let me not go into that but anyways the covenant box represented God's presence with the Israelites. Now, we would ask, so where is the covenant box now? Anyways, it was captured and it was never to be seen again. But that is because the Bible states that the covenant box would not be seen anymore until the end of the age. And when we move to Revelations, we see the covenant box. And who is the covenant box? The covenant box is the mother of God. There are so many comparisons between the two. I have not prepared that yet. Probably I will in the next episode. And I get I can get to like show you maybe on Sunday. On Sunday, that is um day forty five. I would draw the comparison between the covenant box and then Mary. And then you can see how Mary is the covenant box, 
the one with whom God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit rests and dwells. And in Revelations, we'll see where she is um, shown. There is a vision of her with the 12 stars crown. She's on top of the moon, clothed with the sun. Anyways, so that is the new covenant box. And with her, the presence of God lies. And that is one of the reasons why we as Catholics, we as Christians, kind of ask her for her help and her intercession because when she is with you, when she goes with you in battle, you cannot lose. She's always there because the presence of God is with her. And if she's with you, you can be rest assured that God is with you. Um, moving on, we also have the table of offering. And for this table of offering, there was a very specific instruction that was given there. That is in verses... Um, is it 40? Uh, no, verses 30, yeah. And it says, The table is to be placed in front of the covenant box. And on the table, there is always to be the sacred bread offered to me. The sacred bread in the new covenant is Jesus Christ himself. And where do we see Jesus Christ in the church? Physically, we see Jesus Christ in the blessed sacrament, in the tabernacle. Day in, day out. It's not removed. It's always there. It's always there. Jesus Christ, the bread from heaven, true God, true man, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. He is in the church. He is in the presence of God and man, interceding. He is like the middleman between God and man, and he's always there in the church always there in the tabernacle in the blessed sacrament and we can be rest assured that um that's why it's so important final time i don't know why i kind of lost that but before i used to always find time to go to the blessed sacrament at least 30 minutes um once every week um just to go and go and unwind and go and just pour out everything and it, it did it helped a whole lot because i felt refreshed every single time I'm hopefully going to begin that again once I find my foot on the ground. And I would enjoy you and encourage you to do the same because that is Jesus. That is not a representation of Jesus as some people would claim. That is not a mimic. That is not um, something that was used to represent. That is Jesus. That is him. That is him. That is who you're looking at right there. That is him. And I cannot begin to explain all the miracles that happen that kind of backs that up because this episode will probably be going into 20 hour length but anyways moving on i think the last thing that was described was the lampstand and then the lampstand is the it's like a menorah you can google that up to see what that looks like and we also have um the candles on the altar during the mass we usually see that every time on sunday and this kind of shows um that there is light here the candles obviously have fire on top of them fire is light and it kind of brings to mind you know we human beings we're usually drawn to things we can see to things we can physically sense it's very hard for us to connect with things we cannot see and when we're walking or when we're in a journey or in a relationship with the god we cannot see it it's very easy to get distracted and so these things kind of bring us bring our minds back to what is happening and so the light on the altar 
kind of does that shows us that there is light here. There is something important going here. There is a sacrifice going on here. And yeah, that is my comparison between um, the old and the new covenant. Hopefully moving on, you'd be able to draw these comparisons as well. And there's one thing else that I'd like to say from Psalms 119. We are also going through the longest psalm in the Bible. Obviously, we couldn't go through everything in one day. So we read verses 1 to 56. But one part, one verse actually struck me out. And I'm going to read it to you guys now. And that is verse, um, verse 37. And it says, Keep me from paying attention to what is worthless. Keep me from paying attention to what is worthless so many times we get distracted so many times we fall astray and the funny thing is or the worst thing is most times that we fall astray or we lose attention we don't we don't know it we we think that we're still on track we think that we still have everything going well but in fact we we have lost our way and that is why we need to have God's word right within us. Before, in previous episodes, I always emphasize the point that this podcast, this episode does not in any way take the place of reading your Bible. This is me giving my reflections after I have read my Bible and I always enjoin you to read your Bible first before listening to any episode from this so that you can kind of um, understand and align with what I'm saying and also have your own personal um, reflections, personal meditations and listen to God for yourself because it's very, very, very easy to get distracted and to lose our way. And so we always need the light, which is the word of God, reminding us of what God wants from us, of what God asks of us, of the purpose and of the call that we have also from the same chapter um, David says that I have stocked up your word in my heart so that I will not sin against you it is impossible to live a holy life it is impossible to not sin again against God without God's word because God's word is like our guide it's like our manual right and and that is that is a very strong weapon that is a sword that we can use against the attacks of the enemy. So, with all that being said, I will be bringing this episode to an end. Thank you so much for listening this far. We would be, um, we have so much, so much, so much to unpack. But I am hopeful that we will all still remain persistent with this till the very end. And I'll see you guys tomorrow, same time, same place. Have an amazing day.